Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. This promises to be a fun conversation. It's a gentleman who I've actually never crossed paths with before, though I'm not quite sure why that is, being all the time I've spent in the sales leadership arena. Very much looking forward to this conversation. Also, he's putting on a really, really cool event early in 2018, which we're going to talk about quite a bit. So very much looking forward to this conversation. I'm sure we'll all learn something. Let's say hello to our guest. His name is C. Lee Smith. He is the CEO of Sales Fuel. Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you. I appreciate you making time, uh, wrapping up uh, what I'm sure has been a good 2017 for you, but looking forward to discussing some big plans of yours in 2018. So going to be a fun conversation, Lee. Before we get into it, do me a quick favor. Before we talk about this great event of yours, take a second. Tell us a bit about you, your background, and tell us about the work that Sales Fuel is out there doing. About 27 years ago, I founded the company Sales Fuel uh, under a different name at that time. Uh, we rebranded it about two years ago. And that's a separate story, a conversation all to itself as, as to why we'd want to do that. But so we've done that. We, we are primarily a sales enablement company, but also sales management strategy. And not just sales management, but, but all forms of management and leadership. Matter of fact, we have one client right now that it's an engineering company that actually has maybe two business development people and actually doesn't do any, any sales at all. So that's kind of how, how things kind of blossomed. But for the longest time, we were best known as our AdMall product, which is a sales discovery product, which is used by media all across the country and by about 1,500 different sales teams across the country and advertising agencies as well uh, for their new business development efforts. And then we're also best known for our TeamKeeper product, which is all about data-driven sales management development. Again, all forms of management development, not just sales. But sales, of course, is where, where my primary passion is. So you know, I got into that because uh, before that, I had been, spent several years uh, carrying the bag, doing sales, managing sales teams, and then, of course, coming here, that I've been, I had learned to manage more than a, a sales team when I started the company here for the past two decades. So from that, though, it was interesting because sales, to me, I love it, and I think there's definitely a need for it. People can talk about how computers and robots are going to take over, and people don't want to talk to salespeople. Well, people want to talk to salespeople when there's value to be gained from talking to salespeople. But you know, in the end, though, it's really not the salespeople that, that I found was as a problem. It's it's the management that's either not giving them the right training, the right guidance, not developing them, uh, not sharing company values with them, not modeling the behavior that, that that should be happening, not holding people accountable, playing favorites. I mean, the list is long. So for me, as as we go into uh, an, another phase of, of reinvention for my company, then uh, we really decided to tackle the whole issue of, you know, it's one thing to develop a salesperson, but it's like, how do you develop a manager? And how do you develop a leader uh, so that uh, they can actually then have a positive impact on all these people? And so that's currently what we're doing at Sales Fuel. It's a lot. Yeah, no. And, and I have long held the belief that the biggest struggle 
in a sales organization is management. And we'll get into a lot of those reasons in a second, because frankly, it's a critically important conversation. And although we're going to talk about this event, which I believe is in part designed to help solve this very problem, it is a big problem in most organizations I have certainly have ever observed. So, so, but you just said something a second ago, I'm already going off script, uh, a, a phrase that in all of the conversations I've ever had on sales, I've never really heard this before. And this is the idea of sales enablement. So for some Someone listening who has also been in the sales racket for a long, long time, what does that mean? How do you define sales enablement? Well, everybody defines it a little bit differently, but it basically the idea is like what kind of tools, what kind of support can you give to a sales staff to enable them to sell more? So whether it be leads, whether it be a CRM product, whether it be training, whether it be coaching, all of those things come under the category of sales enablement. But the idea of sales enablement, it's focused on the sales team. You know, not so much you know, the people who are on the ground making face-to-face contact or voice-to-voice or text-to-text conversation directly with, with clients. And so that's one aspect of it. And that's also then why we, we, we take management and leadership then as a separate category of, of focus for us uh, because it really doesn't fit nicely in, in, and very tightly under the idea of uh, a concept of sales enablement. Got it. Okay. So this idea of it's not necessarily the, the sales representative that's the problem, it's the management. Let's dive into that a second. It's an important framework to understand where your mind is on it, because I think, again, that this event of yours is designed in part to help address this issue. But if you ask me what the two biggest concerns are in terms of sales management getting in the way of an effective sales organization, it's the classic idea of you have a sales representative who thrives who is successful, who achieves, blows away the numbers, expectations, is really, really good at it, has record numbers year after year. So what typically an organization does is they say, well, hey, he's obviously the best sales guy we got. Let's put him in charge, make him the sales manager. And oftentimes that ends in disaster. The other issue is I think too many sales reps spend more time trying to answer questions of sales management and address their needs and concerns and filling in charts and CRM tables and all these different things versus actually concentrating and focusing on sales itself. So those are the two issues that I would say are the biggest roadblocks. How do you explain why management is a bigger issue in sales than, say, a a sales representative? Well, I think the first thing that you state is absolutely true because there is a school of thought that you know, the sales manager has to be the best salesperson on the team because if they can go out on four-legged calls and they can step in then, you know, where the salesperson falls short, the problem of it is that the salesperson either ends up using it as a crutch or that the account ends up knowing, hey, I'm going to go talk directly to the manager. Once, once that relationship has been established, that line of communication has been established, they know that in some cases, some of the, I even had people try to actually use that to their advantage as a, as a, as a sign of leverage. Well, okay. Well, if you can't get me the deal that I want or whatever, I'll just call your boss or whatever, and, and we'll work this out. And, and so in that situation, that's not good. And the other thing is, is that, yeah, just because someone's a good salesperson does not make them a good manager. And it certainly doesn't make them a good manager when all your, your talent, training, and development is focused on the salesperson. Yeah, because you think that's where the money is. And, and the, the biggest part of the issue, and this is really across so many companies that, that we work with, is that... The end, uh, the person who's touching the client, they get a lot of training and everything like that, but the managers that are managing them do not. So they're not being trained well to be managers. They're not being kept up to date on, on the latest management strategies and techniques, leadership issues, that sort of thing. Their job basically is to keep everybody in line, report the numbers, make sure you get the numbers, come to the meetings and report the numbers. And oh, by the way, we're going to give you a bunch of policies and we expect you to take those down and enforce those. 
And so the thought behind the Leadership and Talent Development Summit is that we want management to be seen as positive reinforcers, not, not enforcers. And so the idea there is that we want to be able then to have immediate feedback, not just the once a year annual review thing, and immediate feedback on the things that are done well and reinforce those things because, of course, we're going to correct the behavior that needs to be corrected in, in the moment. But at the same point in time, we need to be focusing on the positive stuff so that we, we can reinforce that. And so that's another shift in management thinking because the workforce has changed dramatically just over the last 10 years. There's been a big shift there. And if you, if you haven't noticed it yet, then, well, you will eventually, or maybe it's already happened and you just haven't noticed, but it's like you have a much younger workforce now that has, they just don't have expectations. They demand to be developed. They demand to have opportunities for advancement. And if you don't give it to them, they're going to go find a manager that, that will, and they'll be quick to leave a manager. They're not, you know, they don't leave the companies as the old average goes, and we have our own survey that supports it. I've seen, read two other surveys that support that as well. It is true that people don't leave companies, they leave managers. Or they don't leave jobs, they leave managers. If you can't give it to them, they're going to go someplace where, where they can get it. And, and, and the current uh, generation is becoming more and more prevalent in the workforce these days, will not hesitate to do so. Well, I've heard you say leadership is not about managing tasks. It's about developing people. I mean, that that therein lies the exact crux of why certainly sales management has its struggles because they are, and that was what I was saying earlier, is that they're clubbing me over the head if I haven't completed and updated my CRM versus worrying about my ability to actually go out and effectively sell something. I mean, but that, but it's not just sales management or that, that, that statement of yours, it, it, that applies to any leader of any team, of any division, of any corporation, of any organization. I mean, that's, therein lies the whole issue, right? The number one job of leaders, I believe it was Brad Sugars, who is the founder of Action Coach. I mean, he wants it like the, the number one responsibility of a leader is to create more leaders. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about developing people because if you can develop people, particularly in sales, it's like, you know what, if I can develop you into a better salesperson and you can go generate six figures more revenue or something like that, you know what, I'll have the money that I can go ahead and budget to, to bring in an assistant then to help you with your with all your clerical work and your reports and things like that. We need to have it. CRM is very important for other, uh, not just for the salesperson, but also then for other aspects in the company who might be touching that account. So I don't want to dismiss that as not being important because it definitely is. But at the same point in time, there's more than one way to do it. And, you know, I'd rather take somebody who's being paid a far lesser amount of money than to enter that information into a computer system and generate a report than to have somebody then who I'm paying a lot more money who could be using that time to go ahead and generate more revenue for me. All right. Well, Lee and I will return after this quick break where I promise we're going to talk about the Leadership and Talent Development Summit 2018. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. 
All right, we're back with C. Lee Smith, the CEO of Sales Fuel and the host of an upcoming event called the Leadership and Talent Development Summit 2018. So, Lee, lead off the second segment of the show here and give us a quick overview of this great event. The Leadership and Talent Development Summit will be taking place in sunny San Diego, California. That's going to happen from January 17th through the 19th. We're going to have it at the Marriott Liberty Station, which is a, a great shopping district down there, but it's also right on the water. Can't beat it. I'm really, really thrilled about the uh, the speaker lineup that, that we have uh, for this event. All right, we have Brian Tracy, who's written several books on leadership, on public speaking, on writing books, management. He leads. A, he's a CEO of his own company that, that, that consults on nothing but management. You have Jeffrey Gittimer, who has uh, the best-selling author of, of four different books on the New York Times best-selling list, best known for things like the Sales Bible, the Little Red Book of Selling. He's going to be launching a new book in 2018, which he's going to preview some of at the summit and uh, during his session. I will be speaking there, of, of course, as president of, uh, and, and CEO of Sales Fuel on, uh, on, on why culture is critical. And, and also the critical component of that is, is developing your managers so they can develop people. That's how you develop culture. We have Gerhard Schwander, who is the publisher and founder of Selling Power magazine. He's going to be talking a lot about mindset skill set and tool set then of the sales 3.0 salesperson and sales team. Uh, great speaker maybe that you may not have heard of is, is Steve Sisler, and he is a behavioral analyst. And he can look at uh, charts and assessments of and, uh, 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 people's behavior and communication style and tell you all kinds of things that you, know, you would have never been able to see just, just by giving a cursory glance at an assessment. Uh, he's really amazing, and I'm excited about him. We have Will Pimble, who was the founder of Web.com, and he's going to be speaking there as well. Our own uh, Julie Menzies is going to be uh, speaking on how we use assessments as part of uh, the hiring process to help uh, decrease the odds of making a bad hire. We have several other folks there that are there, and you, and you can get the full lineup uh, as well as registration at, at ltdsummit.com, and that's the website. And uh, but just uh, we're really proud of the lineup that we that we have for this. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I was going to commend you on this stellar lineup. Uh, a lot of VIPs and, and a lot of subject matter that a lot of people who are thinking they were going to a sales event they would say, well, why am I, why are we going to hear from a behavioral scientist? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But it, but it's brilliant, and and that's and I don't think people realize that is what's so important about looking at sales and sales management in a different way. So I commend you on on the structure of that. Who is this for? I mean, is this for anyone in sales or is this targeted specifically towards someone who is either in management, sales management, or wants to be in sales management? Yeah. So basically, we're, we're trying to develop leaders. So it's a matter of you could be a salesperson, but if you aspire to be in leadership someday, whether it be for your own company or for the current company that you're in, by all means, you'll want to get here. If you're currently in leadership of a company, you'll definitely want to get here. Also, the, the, the talent development angle though is also very important so if you are somebody who's been tasked with culture or training or development or education of of a workforce uh, and, and developing that talent you also want to get there but we're also then willing to take in not only willing but also welcoming then any mid-level management there because if you from this you're going to learn how to develop your talent and as we like to say if you grow your people you'll grow your revenue and that's particularly true in sales but it is really available then to all facets, all fields. We just have a, we have a, the, the speakers that we have lined up then from a sales angle, 
are really great because you know Jeffrey Gittimer's new book is going to be on on business. And so then we have Brian Tracy, who may, a lot of people know through sales, but also though uh, he's a management expert. So even though they're going to come at it from both a sales and a management and leadership angle, and we have other people though that that come at it strictly from an HR and and talent development angle as well. And the two things really have to be in alignment and work together to have great success these days. Walk us through why culture is so important to a sales organization. I mean, I think most people still think, all right, if I give them their CRM access password and I give them uh, uh, some scripts to use on the phone and then I give them a call list, that's all I got to do for my sales reps. It's it's That's not the case. Culture is critical here, right? It's absolutely critical. If you have people, though, that are starting to get nervous Sunday night about going to work on Monday and absolutely dreading the drive in to work on Monday morning, you might have a culture problem. And if you have gossip in the workplace, you have management that, that's taking credit for other people's ideas, or if you have a lot of secrecy, uh, you know, it, it's just not, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be fun. It's like, it's, it's still work. It doesn't have to be a big party, but a party now and then is not necessarily a bad idea. Uh, the idea is that you want a happy, pleasant workplace where people, you know, enjoy coming to work most of the time. They, they don't dread it. They might dread an activity that they had to do or an assignment they've been given or something like that. But they shouldn't dread the environment as a whole. And what makes it critical is uh, it's the culture often enough that, that defines whether or not you can hold on and retain your best talent. Uh, so you can't just throw money at the situation. Now, granted, I mean, someone's going to come in and, and uh, throw a lot more money at the person, whatever, then, yeah, if your culture is still great or whatever, they, they still might go. But usually that's not the case. I mean, usually it comes down to the, the, the money. It gets to a point where it's pretty comparable. People leave because of the culture. And then yet, likewise, though, if somebody does leave, you need to be able to recruit high-quality talent. The culture also allows you to be able to attract higher-quality talent because you're going to have a, a good word around town and your current employees are going to be sharing about, oh, here's what we did at work today, whether it be on social media or, or voice-to-voice or a happy hour with a friend or something like that. You know, those, those things get out there, and those are things that you can point to, to your culture. And candidly, you, can, you know when you walk into most companies, you can kind of feel it in the air. Is it, does it feel like a morgue when you walk into? Does it, does, it, does it feel like a bit of gloom and doom kind of comes over your body? Or is there an energy and excitement? Is there laughter? Is there, you know, is there activity? Or is there a lot of stress in the air? You can really feel it. You don't necessarily have to be told what it is or what it's not. You know it as soon as you walk in. Uh, walk into a building where, where most teams perform. Well, there's, there seems to be this classic, and what I think is a, a very, very sad testament to most organizations, there seems to be this classic tug of war between recruiting and, and retention. And they're, they're not the same thing. And, and yes, culture, certainly a, a strong culture, a real, honest, transparent culture that is that is cultivated by the people themselves and their attitudes towards their organization and you know the you're right the the dread that so many people feel on that sunday night i i feel like almost organizations seem to focus on one versus the other i mean it, it's so critically important and this idea that that retention i mean it's not hey we're going to give you we're going to put better snacks in the snack room we're going to give you we're going to put a cool motivational poster over the front desk those aren't that's not culture that's not what retains i is i think what people don't realize is that this talent development that you keep speaking about and there's we could talk for hours just on that idea alone mm-hmm. but this constant reinvestment on building skills and helping develop your, your people, even if they've been in the organization for years. That is what I think is is the single most important element towards retention. Yeah? 
I mean, as a new employee, if I come into a company and I see that the company promotes from within, and there's a there's a realistic chance that I can move up in the company if I do great work. You know that there's a path for me. That that's a plus. That's culture, and that's a, in, a, in a positive way. Likewise, it's a negative on on the other side. And the other thing is, is that if I see that the company is not just going to train me one time, and that they're going to continue investing in me and uh, and bringing me along and improving my skills and taking advantage of my job skills, that's a, that's a plus. That's part of culture. And if they trust me enough that they can share information with me, you know, and not be so secretive and everything like that, you know, that's part of culture. So. Those are the kinds of things. It's, it's not what the manager says culture is. It's what the employees perceive it to be. Right. And so, you know, we found a book through our TeamKeeper product then that there are 48 different aspects of culture, and they really fall into four facets. They, they, they fall around how do leaders lead, how do managers manage, how does the workplace, what is the culture like there in the workplace with your coworkers, and then lastly, how does the, the company develop talent? And those are the four facets of, of having a high-performing culture. And so first thing we have to do, though, is find out what it is. And the best way to find out what it is is the employees are the ones that dictate what it is. The managers have their own idea about what they think it should be or what they think it is. And many times they're wrong. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think it's important, too, when, you, when you're looking at, I mean, a lot of what we talked about here is developing leaders. And as we, you know, you talked about the example of a leader's job is to develop more leaders. I think it's important to to clarify here, yes, if you are ultimately wanting to be a leader of people and leading teams, then leadership development skills are certainly important. But the most important person that you have to lead is yourself, right? So the leadership development skills aren't just applicable to leading a team or organization, right? That's right. I mean, if, if you're able to develop other people, you first really learn how to develop yourself because you have to model the behavior that you want the others to to show you. So you have to do it yourself. The other thing is that you can't be hypocritical about it. So you can't say, do as I say, not as I do, because right. that's not going to apply either. That just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, really a big part of it is develop yourself, then develop your managers, then let them develop the people and that further develops the culture. We found though that by focusing on developing the culture, that's what then identifies then strengths and weaknesses of the managers. And then we can then use that to further develop the manager. Say, okay, here's some areas that we have to work on with your team, uh, running more effective meetings or being more transparent and trustworthy, being more responsive to emails and voicemails from, from your team, those types of things, or you know, not trying to keep, not keeping them late every night and uh, keeping them away from their families, all of that. If, if, if those things come up you know, from, from the employees uh, by giving them a voice first, those are the things that we can work on with, with the managers to actually develop them into being better managers. So it really, that's how we use culture. And oddly enough, that actually makes the culture better and that allows us then to continue refining that and making the managers better. Yeah, and that team development, that leadership development, the talent development, that process never ends, right? I mean, as a, as a as a business person, as a sales rep, as a sales manager, as a leader of a team, yourself, an organization, whatever, these skills, you you never master it and you're and you're done, right? This is a constant learning process because the world and, and the business environment it's it's continually evolving, right? Yeah, you know, Todd, if you're like me, you, you probably at some point kind of would have come across a situation and you would have done a post mortem on it and you would have said, "Boy, ten years ago." I would have totally screwed that up. Right. <laughs> Two right. years ago, I would have reacted this way and I would have made this decision and, and done this or whatever. And that would have been the wrong call. And I have a feeling in 10 years, I'm going to be able to say the same kind of thing looking back on you know the things that I'm doing this year. And probably by the time that we're 80 or 90, you know, it's like we're still going to have things that, that, uh, that, that we can develop that we're never, ever going to be perfect. So 
yeah, it's an ongoing process. There's always things. If somebody feels like they know they know it all and everything like that, well, that's the thing that they have to work on because they right. don't know it all and they're being closed-minded to new ideas and the possibility that they may not be perfect. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's got something, and, and mo most people have multiple things. So there's always something uh, to develop in your talent and on your management skills. Outstanding. One final question before I let you go. So you walked us through the stellar lineup of keynotes. Uh, talk about the actual structure of the event. Is it just us listening to keynotes? Are there workshops, breakout sessions? Walk us through the whole agenda. So there will be breakout sessions, and also a lot of it's going to be hands-on. So we actually have a couple of really great trainers in this area as well. And, and when they speak, they tend to have uh, – yeah, you know, they have not only do they have the icebreakers, but they tend to have a lot of audience participation ac activity, and so I know I'm going to be having some audience participation in, in my session as well. So you're going to have that. We will have breakout sessions, so you can pick and choose then whether or not you want to hear about how assessments are used in hiring, or you can decide: Do I want to learn more about coaching, or about uh, about management techniques, or you know, or about how I use uh, a, a SaaS-based platform then to develop talent, like TeamKeeper, for example. So you, those are all breakout sessions that, that, that you can go to and pick and choose. With any summit or conference, uh, you know, the best part is going to be uh, it starts with a networking uh, cocktail party, you know, Wednesday night. And then, you know, going out with, with the people that you meet there on, on, on Thursday night. I mean, so a lot of it's going to be, I mean, I, I, the speakers are fantastic and, and, you know, worth, you know, 10 times the amount of money that, that, that you'll pay to get a registration for this conference. Uh, but with any conference, though, the value really comes in all the great people that you're going to meet there who are going through similar situations and have similar interests and a, a similar drive and desire to get better in this area. Now, amen to that. Well, Lee, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, a couple of things, please. Uh, should anyone want to connect to you and learn more about you and your work with SalesFuel, how do they find you? Well, the best way, of course, is on the web, salesfuel.com. Also on Twitter, at SalesFuel. My professional Twitter account is at C. Lee Smith. And uh, then, of course, then uh, you can call us on, on the website. As there, you'll get all the information about the TeamKeeper product that I've been talking about or other product lines at, at SalesFuel, our sales enablement and sales management product offerings and service offerings. But you'll also learn more about the Leadership and Talent Development Conference, as well as the ability to, to check out our blog every day where we post new things about management, leadership, sales skills, professional development and we also have a great mobile app as well so you'll be able to get all of that then from from the website and uh, we hope you'll go to salesfuel.com okay and they can get information on the leadership and talent development summit 2018 also at salesfuel.com or is there That's, also another website to go to yes you can just click on conference at salesfuel.com and that'll take you straight there but you can also go directly to ltdsummit.com so that's short for leadership talent development summit.com and uh, they'll take you directly to the page all about the conference, and we really hope to see you there in January. Outstanding. See Lee Smith, the CEO of Sales Fuel. Lee, it was great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us, and good luck with this great event. Thanks for having me, Todd. I appreciate it. The pleasure was mine. All right, it's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, C. Lee Smith, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to IntrepidMailingList.com. That's IntrepidMailingList.com and sign up. You can also find us at Intrepid.media and on iTunes. 
And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now, get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time. 